0: special Bench Pro Sports Podcast. It's not really a special. It's just special because it's another week of awesomeness, another week of awesome sports content to talk about with the boys. I'm Wesley Splang, Anthony Fertini's here, Brandon Farrell's here. We're just a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports, which is playoffs, which is MLB, which Jacob DeGrom might be the best pitcher ever. We had a couple of uh, boxing fights and UFC fights. We had a Sons of Four guy absolutely demolish a Denver Nuggets fan. So, guys, what's happening? Gentlemen, how are you?
1: Howdy, howdy,
0: howdy, howdy, powdy, powdy. Not really powdy, powdy. I don't know what the fuck I was just saying there, but what's going on, howdy, fellas? Howdy, this guy over here. Hey, eh? how about it? What
1: are you, this guy here?
2: How eh? oh,
0: about her, Yeah, it takes uh, two oh, trips over boy. to Buffet, Zizana, huh? Oh, yeah, buddy, how about <laughs> it? How's the it well,
2: bathroom? It's, go- it's going good. It's going good. Just busy like usual you know the same stuff going on but uh
0: yeah what doing uh do you, doing the fishing stuff back in the summer right oh yeah went on a charter last week so it was good it was oh good. yeah that's right you mentioned about that but you're not doing the typical beach fishing from the uh what the side of the beach are you i,
2: I did actually i went um i went on sunday actually my first day back and nothing at all, like nothing, he used everything we're supposed to use, and not even a single bite. So, I, I'm I'm kind of getting sick of fishing off the beach here because it's every time we go, like we never catch anything,
0: right? But, you're just kind of just sitting out there, just with uh, just twiddling your thumbs, and then yeah, waiting for back something.
2: With nothing. Yeah, no, we we catch stuff, but it's it's not,
0: it's like shoelace, kind of fish.
2: yeah, like, like driver's shoelace, license, driver's license, and like you set a pair of keys and you know stuff like that. <laughs>
0: But yeah, Hey Brandon also one thing I'm, I saw since it was uh The Islanders and the Lightning Eastern Conference Finals I guess you can say It's a conference finals or whatever But like apparently like Tampa Bay They don't let opposing fans Sit in the lower section <laughs> Like That was like trending on on Twitter Like I was watching the game yesterday And Islanders fans that were there were like We just got kicked out for being an Islanders fan On the lower level I was like really Tampa Bay's doing that and I guess this out. has been going on. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That's I weird. guess it's been going on since the Florida Panthers series. It's so weird. Like, they're so petty with that. I didn't realize. Yeah, that is. That's,
1: that's super petty. My God, damn. Just when you think Philly sports are bad.
0: I mean, is it all? I think it's only just with the Lightning. You don't have Raptors fans with opposing jerseys on being like, uh, yeah, get out of here. Even though the Raptors have only played here for like three months, (laughs) no one one cares about the Raptors. No, but like I assume, do they do the thing like at Bucks games or whatever, or like Tampa Bay Ray games? I guess I don't know. Like, is is Bolt Nation really
1: like crazy like that? I guess so. I mean, people go. I think there's more Lightning fans than there are Tampa Bay Bucks fans now. People go crazy for them, man. It's like a culture down here.
2: That's again, we've talked about this. Before, but that's fairly new. As far as what I know, is it hasn't been like that always.
0: Yeah. I was just intrigued to see, like, Islanders fans coming out and saying that, which I was just like, appalled. Like, really? Like, who cares if you're an opposing? They're lying. They probably are lying. But then, if, like, a Florida Panther fan chimes in and says, hey, you know, the same thing happened to me, that's kind of like sus sus right there. You suspect.
2: D-Lion.
1: Yeah, well, I, that's, don't, I, I don't know ahead.
2: about that. that that's, that's
0: a little extreme to kick somebody out that pays for tickets. Right.
1: Uh, or even yeah.
0: like there was another thing going around to where it's like you, if you're like from an opposing area code, it would just say error or whatever from like buying the tickets. It's weird. I don't know. I personally don't know, but that's what I've just been seeing. Maybe since I have a New York zip code, I'll try to buy tickets to like game two or something and see if it works. Oh, yeah. Is that right there, buddy? Oh, yeah, buddy. You want to go on the ice first, huh? Oh, booter. Get the little wrist <laughs> curls going. Oh, better. boot boot. Yeah, that's the one thing, too. I've never heard a proper Canadian. It's always slurring. What do you mean? <laughs> they, never, they never like uh, put pronunciation on the T's. Unless it's like, how bout it? Like no, that's no, not Canadian. Sorry, no, you, it's always sorry. er. Sorry, er, sorry er. bud.
2: Sorry bud.
1: Sorry bud. Sorry about er bud. Sorry about er bud. <laughs> well, we're about to lose about a, We're about to lose any Canadian listeners if we have any.
0: <laughs> yeah, our numbers are dwindling at this second of this. Nah, we, su- we support you guys. We support you. Even though you got to change your rules, you got to let all of Montreal be in the, that stadium. You got to have fans in that arena, dude. Come on. Anyway, is right? oh that yeah, right? okay. We got to stop doing this, otherwise this yeah. might be the whole podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on the ice, the semifinals are set. Round two, the matchups we didn't cover. We predicted the Islanders were going to win Game Six. It happened. They pretty much controlled the entire Game Six against the Boston Bruins. Um, It was just all Islanders. The third period, it was just the fans just screaming New York Saints after Bruce Cassidy literally called them New York Saints for not getting uh, penalties called their certain way. And uh, New York just ran along and took it with them. So Islanders are meeting up with the Lightning in a semifinal while the Golden Knights pulled off an upset and won four straight against the Colorado Avalanche, winning games three, four, five, and six to advance to play the Montreal Canadiens. So game one of that is tonight. Game one already happened between the Islanders and Lightning, and the Islanders shocked a lot of people and pulled off the upset in Tampa Bay, pretty much controlling the entire game as well, winning that game 2-1. to one. Island, Or uh, Lightning had a uh, late goal to make it 2-1 to one with uh, 50 seconds left. They were on the power play. It was a 6-4 advantage. Um, so, Anthony, where would you like to start with that? I mean, like the Islanders – they kind of feel like they're the team of destiny right now. Yeah,
2: you kind of get that, that vibe where you just feel like they're going to be the team to make the cup this year, right? Don't you kind of have that, that vibe yeah. that they made it this far? Who is going to stop them now? They have Tampa, Tampa Sprout and not expecting to uh, be struggling against them because they clearly are the defending champions of the Stanley Cup. And they probably feel, you know, we're the better team. But clearly... And yesterday it was it was not, you know the Islanders were the better team. I just want to say I'm really surprised that Vegas pulled away against Colorado. I thought Colorado was really going to take that series just because Colorado played so good, but they just cannot, you know Vegas just simply played better. So, uh, and then we got the Canadians in Vegas tonight, which is at eight o'clock, I do believe. So nine. I think oh nine o'clock. I think Vegas takes a series for sure. Um, right. I mean, I don't even surprise
0: the Canadians. I mean, like, dude, that. don't even sleep on the Can- – the Canadians have been slept on the whole entire two years so far. So like,
2: It would be – excuse me. It would be interesting if it was the Canadians and Islanders because everyone's thinking it's going to be Vegas and Tampa, obviously. Right.
0: It, it's just interesting being that Vegas won four straight against Colorado too. Mm-hmm and yeah. that flurry was playing really well. I mean, Colorado, you're kind of looking at Colorado like you did at like the early Capitals teams to where they, they made steps in the right direction, but uh, now when the chips are all on the table, they kind of fell short. You know, defensively, they weren't as sound. Maybe they improve over there, but, I mean, they got but, a lot of guys, and they don't have that much money to spend. I, I come to the
2: conclusion that the teams that make the Cup or the teams – yeah, the teams that make it far into the playoffs, at least the third round, or it's always going to be the same teams making it, but mm-hmm. then there will always be that one or two teams that are just going to shock you that are going to make it. So just yeah, early on, pick the teams you know are going to go. So Vegas, Tampa, right? Those are like known teams going to go to the cup or like at least to the last round. And then pick two teams that you think are good enough to make it there on hopes and that was the Islanders and the Canadians this year. Canadians, I did not see this at all. Right. The Islanders, I can kind of see it because they, they were pushing hard last year and they just could not make it.
0: Well, three out of the four teams that are left right now were in the semifinals last year with Vegas, Tampa, and the Islanders. They were all in the semifinals last year. So, like, yeah. you would say the layoff kind of affected teams or whatever? Not really. I mean, we're left with, no, like – no, buddy, huh? No, buddy. No, <laughs>
2: buddy. This is the NHL. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, like, Canada has their team in the Montreal Canadiens also. What a, what a blow by Toronto having the CS Tower in Canadians colors. Like, that must hurt Toronto fans just looking up mm-hmm. and seeing that thing. Toronto. Um, just never hurts. It, it just never stops hurting that fan base. Mm-hmm. But – um. You know, the Islanders team is interesting because you look at them and you're like, they play a very boring style of hockey, but they're just winning games. Like, they're making goals. They're stopping shots. They're blocking shots. And Varlamov has been spectacular uh, lately. I mean, he stopped a lot of good uh, chances against the Lightning yesterday. And if he keeps playing up to this – I mean, I don't see how New York loses. Now, Vasilevsky let in a couple of, like, tip-in goals or whatnot. So, you're going to expect better out of him. And also, another point, too, about, like, the semifinals, we're left with the best goaltenders in the league, I think. The Because, Hollanders. like, Varlamov has been playing really good. Then we have our top three goalies that you and me ranked in, as our top three and Fleury, Price, and Vasilevsky. They're left. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we really did. We really did hammer Mm -hmm. that away. We really said that You know, those were going to be the goalies, especially Carey Price. I mean, God. Carey Carey Price and Fleury?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's going to be awesome.
2: But if it wasn't for Carey Price, that that Montreal team would not be this far.
0: Yeah. And it's just, is Vegas going to be able to score on him? I, I think they will because I don't really think the Canadians are going to be able to score on Fleury. I mean, if you look at the Canadians, they've had a lot of luck go their way with the Toronto collapse being down three to one, and then going up against Winnipeg when they were, you know, missing Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellenbuck had to do a lot for that team. It's just they kind of got a fortunate bounces, and now they're going up against the best team that's left mm-hmm. when it comes to points wise. So I also just want to mention, like, we gotta stop saying like the Boston Bruins are like a dynasty team too because the Islanders kind of took care of that series in six games. I know Boston won one game, and, and they won game one, but they just weren't deep enough. They had like their one good line, and then they got the Hall line with uh, Krejci and um, uh, Taylor Hall on there, and that was about it. They're not a deep team, and they have a lot of restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents coming up, so they haven't won a cup since 2011. I just think the end might be near for Boston being a good team. Mm-hmm. And Tuca Rask is a free agent. and He just got injured and it came out that he had like a torn labrum. Looks like they
2: have, uh, you know, on the path to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right. You know, where they're kind of just trying hard, trying hard, falling off, trying hard, trying hard, trying hard falling off, and just really falling off.
0: Mm-hmm. I just don't see like the Boston Bruins, like other people do. Like they only won one championship in the past 40 years. And that was in 2011. I mean, yeah, granted, they got to the Cup in 2013 and 2019, but they didn't get it done. I mean, they have the same championships as the Capitals do mm-hmm. since the Capitals have existed. So it's like, you know, I don't know where Boston goes from here because they do have a lot of decisions to make. Are they going to bring Taylor Hall back? What do they do with Patrice Bergeron? You know, they got a lot of interesting things. Tuka Rask in net. What do they do there? It, it, that's a team to watch in the offseason to see if they make any sort of moves to kind of improve that team because they're lacking depth, which a lot of teams are lacking depth, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, the Bruins are, I will always say this, the Bruins are a difficult team to play. They just know when to, they just can always put the puck in the net when they need to for the most part. Or, or it's just having Brad Marchand on your team is, is just the worst thing ever. You know, Top five winger, you opponent. think? Uh I mean, it's questionable. He's just a very clutch guy. Yeah, he I just, think he's I mean, a he, five guy. He just gets under your skin, and at the same time, he just scores goals. Like he just helps the team win. That yeah. like, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that he's done. I I've watched him play in person before against the Flyers, and just watching him skate around the rink, he, he doesn't even look like he's that athletic or fast. And man, he his is nose so you notice
0: immediately. His nose <laughs> is the huge. First thing.
2: Yeah, that's the first thing I see. But. uh <laughs> He's he's quick as hell, man. He's really, really quick. And he's super talented.
0: Yeah. So going back to the playoffs, are you expecting Tampa and Vegas as well?
2: Uh not really. I, I really think the Islanders. I think I think this series will either go six or seven games with the Islanders. I really think they want it this year. If they made it this far, I can't see the lightning uh stopping them. But between Vegas and, and Montreal, this is the battle of the goaltenders. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: Vegas wins in five.
2: You think so? I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree that. I think Vegas will probably pull through, pull through as well. But, yeah. um, you know, because it, it's, it's playoff experience. That's really what it is. It's the Vegas Knights, they have the experience. They know what it's Which takes. is crazy. Yeah, they, they know. Yeah, exactly. They know what it takes, and, and the Canadians do not have that. You know, this is their first taste this year. Uh, when was the last time they made it to the third round in the playoffs?
0: I think it was back in like 2015. Uh, Okay, so good or twenty fourteen when they played the Rangers and the Rangers went on to play the Kings, I think. So
2: so let's say a good six years ago, right? So they definitely made a a decent amount of roster changes. So it's a new team. We're doing lots of roster changes. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, it's it's it really takes going through a lot of suffering a lot of pain within the game in order to get to the higher spot in the next mm-hmm. year unless you're, unless you're Vegas unless you build a brand new team you make the cup the first yeah here comes
0: the Seattle Kraken next year put it down to the already but, but we see that
2: pattern right don't we see that pattern where where it was the same thing with the lightning last year just being swept by the by the um the blue jackets and then coming back and saying this is our year and the same thing with the Islanders this year. The
0: Lightning is like they been they've been there. Like I don't I don't remember a year where the Lightning missed a playoff run. Mm -hmm. Like they played people forget they played in that Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks when they won their third title. Right. And that was when they had Ben Bishop and Vasilevsky kind of battling out in goaltender. Mm -hmm. So They've been there. I mean, they lost the Eastern Conference Finals to the Capitals in 2018. Mm-hmm. I think they'll pull it out, though. I think they'll win in uh, six or seven games. Th- that series could be seven games with the Islanders winning game one. I just think the Golden Knights are too deep. They're too fast, and they're going to be able to catch the Canadians with their pants down at times and score I, really good goals.
2: Yeah, I think the experience on that, on that Vegas team is just really Mark Stone is awesome to watch. The the experience and the 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 energy the passion mm-hmm. uh, I mean the Montreal Canadians just don't have what Mark Stone has
0: yeah the guy and Petrangelo to too ones. Petrangelo is Petrangelo a big is addition
2: big. he's a huge addition come from the Blues yeah
0: mm-hmm. he yeah. came down in game I think it was game six where like he was playing the blue line then all of a sudden he just started crashing to the net and scored oh, a really yeah. good goal yeah what is that right there
1: bud is that right yeah. How
0: about it? Just came right up. Went top cheese. Went top cheese. Buddy he sniped her right off the glove. <laughs> Say goodbye. Yeah. I feel bad for Colorado because I really wanted them to. I wanted them to. Yeah. I did. I really I wanted did. them to win. I'll tell you this. For the Islanders beating
2: the Lightning for the first game of the series, that is a huge confidence boost. You, stole, you
0: stole a away game, you know?
2: I mean, come on now. That's huge.
0: The, the, the series is in their hands because – they can win all their home games and win the series now. It's buried shots, bud. And the Coliseum, the Nassau Coliseum is uh, very ruckus. Like, that's a crazy arena when uh, the Islanders are good. It was crazy for game six.
2: Yeah, it is. It is.
0: So, we'll follow that along. I think it's going to be another two weeks. We might get a Stanley Cup final game on the 4th of July. That's insane to think about.
2: Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. <laughs>
0: So let's go to the other playoffs that are going on, and that is the NBA playoffs. We have the Atlanta Hawks versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, that game is going on right now. Philadelphia leads 55-38 with three minutes left before halftime. They lead the series 2-1. to one. Um, Some of the biggest news that happened yesterday was Kyrie Irving going out with an ankle sprain, so it was just Kevin Durant left on the nets. Uh, the Bucks won both games three and four. Uh, to make it a 2-2 series, of best of three. So the health of the Brooklyn Nets is now in question. Uh, the Suns swept the Denver Nuggets in amazing fashion. Chris Paul had 37 points without even shooting a three-pointer. And then we have the, uh, the Jazz and the Clippers, where the Jazz won both game one and two, and then the Clippers won game three, and that game is later tonight as well. So we will be able to touch that. But Brandon, what have you been seeing from the NBA playoffs?
2: where
0: do you suns want to start in, the sons and foe sons and four how about that fan man that guy just going to town on those denver Nuggets that, that's what i think about sons and four immediately
1: well i mean those denver nuggets the one guy really didn't know how those to fight. punk kids well the the one guy really didn't know how to fight he just kind of like started swinging on air and got his got his head beat in but uh
0: I love a good fight when literally the guy that's kicking the other dude's ass is literally pulling the jersey over their head and just uppercutting. I mean, those were vicious uppercuts that guy was giving to those fans.
1: And he still got to stay at the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you know Devin Booker is actually looking for that guy on like Instagram. He, he like, uh, posted a photo that was like, someone find me this guy. <laughs> like It's just been an ongoing investigation to find that dude. What
1: is he, want to reward him or something?
0: He just wants to, I guess, I don't know. They should honor him the first game of the Western Conference Finals that they have in Phoenix. Could you imagine? <laughs> Ring the bell or something.
1: Well, sons and folk and dog, the Bucks have the series tied.
0: Tied. Wow. The injuries, dude, I don't, I don't know what the Nets. I mean, like, who's the dog. freaking guy?
1: Dog, your prediction is. I don't know, man. I'm getting scared now that your prediction
0: is going to be the one <laughs> with Bucks and Suns. Oh, my yeah. goodness. The I league mean, would I, be shaking in their boots so bad. I predicted
1: Sixers and Jazz, but I mean, I think the Jazz will, will, will beat the Clippers. But man, if the Bucks mount a comeback against the Nets and they meet the Suns in the finals, yeah. What? That'd Nobody's going to
0: watch that. No. Maybe yeah. maybe I think the Suns bandwagon is starting to pick up because the Suns are such an awesome team to watch.
1: Suns are amazing. They they, they were the worst team in the Western Conference for such a long time. Right Two years the, ago. Well, right, yeah, right along with the Kings and and such. But now they just three sixty turned around. They they got Devin Booker. I mean, and they got him pieces that he needed. And the Suns are just rolling, man. They're steamrolling everybody.
0: DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Yeah, he reminds team. me of a young Embiid, but not with like the big physical si- size. Like he he's tall, but he doesn't have like the like the buffness that Embiid has, but he kind of plays like Embiid. Yeah, but he's not a troll like Embiid. Well, yeah, of course. The trolling part, Embiid always takes the crown in that, but his game is pretty similar. But um, I mean, Chris Paul putting up 37 points without even shooting a three-point shot is insane. Just where he goes, really, like that team just just skyrockets up to like the top of the West Stand. I mean, he had Oklahoma City as like the four seed last year, and Oklahoma City is one of the worst teams this year. It's insane with that guy.
1: I forgot Oklahoma
0: City was even a team. Right? You would think they would be the Seattle Supersonics still. <laughs> but uh, I really like. I've been sitting on my son's plus 750 to win the west ticket ever since they started playing the lakers i i love that prediction right now i think it's gonna happen i mean the continuity with that team just like their depth and like their bench is scoring too like they're getting production from everywhere and jay crowder has been like that guy that they kind of rely on like a spark when they need it to and he just drains a three-point shot but devin booker is going to be that the star of that team it's just a very young team with, like, a couple of veterans that have been there before with Jay Crowder and Chris Paul that are getting them over the hump.
1: Yeah, I think as long as they keep most of their guys, they'll be a solid team for years to come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do, you th- do you think they're the final favorites with Kyrie going down with the injury? I mean, I never thought the Nets were the final favorites, regardless if they had all three healthy. We'll find Sixers, whatever. Doesn't matter. Suns favorite right now? Yeah, I'd say right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The way they've been steamrolling through the playoffs. Yeah, I think you'd be crazy to say they're not a favorite. I mean, I don't know what Vegas has them at their odds right I now. I think
0: Vegas has them as like a plus 300 or something. Let me look it up quick. But, I mean, Utah is pretty good too. They, they can match up with uh, Phoenix quite well because they have all the um, – they have Rudy Gobert, who, by the way, I do think Ben Simmons should have won Defensive Player of the Year. I thought it was kind of bogus how they just gave it to Rudy Gobert this year. Even though I don't like Ben Simmons, when it, like I think you need to shoot in the NBA at like some point, like dude, come on, like learn Giannis, how to shoot. Yeah,
1: but Giannis can't shoot either.
0: Yeah, well, at least he he tries to, you know. Simmons does too. I mean, he tries. Oh, they have the team futures locked right now because the game's going on right now. But the Suns are the third uh, favorite. Utah's uh, number one, while Brooklyn's number two. Utah's
1: number one, Brooklyn's number yeah. two, and Suns are third. Yeah. Damn. No love for my Sixers.
0: Mm-mm. I think your Sixers would be in trouble if they played the Nets versus the um the Bucks. I think they would be able to handle the Bucks Because like the Bucks shooting is just like it's night and day with it. You don't know if it's gonna come at all. Like they really look dead in game ones and two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Philly's I- best case scenario is if the Bucks end up pulling the upset against uh, the Nets. I mean, I'd love to see the Nets taken out early. Um, I think a lot of people would. I don't think a lot of people are rooting for the Nets anyway.
1: You know, I'm surprised you're not rooting for the Nets.
0: No. They're a Jersey team. Keep them in Jersey. No, they're not. They're a Brooklyn team now. Nah, dude. Who cares about Brooklyn? <laughs> the Islanders left the Barclays Center immediately when they got put there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Brooklyn guy hates his guy New York can't
2: just teams. change now
0: <laughs> dude. Manhattan all the way and the Bronx Manhattan
1: both is that
0: right there right? <laughs> oh yeah oh, even though the Yankees stink right now and they can't get a lick of offense right now I mean Mute. whatever I don't know whatever man but I don't know you like the playoffs? So, like, what do you think about the Sixers right now with Atlanta?
1: I think the Sixers are, I mean, I don't know, man. The Hawks are giving them a run for their money. And the weird. Sixers can't take their foot off the gas. If they, if they get lazy, then the Hawks are going to be right there.
0: It's crazy how they, how they rely so much on Seth Curry. He's a three-point sniper.
1: <laughs> well, that's then, why they got him.
0: Then here comes Danny Green just ruining the chemistry of everybody. Oh, boy. So we have those playoff series going on. We'll keep up to date with those. I think uh, round two will end pretty soon for uh, the NBA playoffs. We'll probably cover that next week while we'll also cover the conference finals for the NHL. So speaking of postseason, the sport that we really like to talk about when it comes to the fall and winter time, one of our favorite sports, college football is putting together – a proposal to expand the playoffs to 12 teams. We're finally getting an expansion. We thought it was going to be eight teams, but it seems like they're going right to 12 to where this playoff format is going to consist of the six highest ranked conference champions are automatically in. And then you got the 12 highest ranked teams. So like the teams that are not conference champions, i.e., for example, Notre Dame since they're not in a conference, they'll be put into the playoff. The first round will be at home campuses. They're still figuring out what to do with the second round. But the, four, the top four teams will get a bye. So that will be the top four conference champions. And then we'll have a national title game. So this proposal is coming out. 12 is like a unique number, but I think it's a really good number when you look at the format of the way they're going to do it. But it might be put into effect on 2023. They still got to officially approve this thing, but all the reports that are coming out, is saying that it will be approved. So I want to start with Ann, who's our college football pretty much guru and guy because he loves college football. What do you think of 12 teams? Are you against this idea? I know we love expansion, but 12 teams is kind of the way we're looking at this. Exactly. We talked about,
2: you know, six to eight teams, double it. Let's do eight. 12 teams? I mean – don't get me wrong, there's a lot of competitive college football teams in in college football, but are there 12 competitive teams that are, are you know worthy of being in that playoff spot? And I don't think that's I don't think the answer is yes. I think you can pick between Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, even Notre Dame, that's your four right there. and then you got a couple other teams that you could pick from too, right? but twelve, that's kind of a lot, right? So I mean it'll be interesting because, Now we can get a team that is really, you know, kind of not random, but not of an Alabama Crimson Tide or a Clemson Mm -hmm. Tiger kind of caliber get into the playoff and get a lucky game and win and make it to the national championship. Because it's not like hockey. It's not like baseball. It's not like basketball. You know, it is not a best of five, best of seven.
0: It is one game and that's it. Here's a couple of things that, I was kind of like, oh, 12 teams, that's kind of unique. But then it makes sense, too, is that with 12 teams, you're kind of putting um, value to still be in the top four team by giving them a first-round buy, right? So, like, right now the college football playoff has been a, an exclusive club of Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State and whoever they want to invite to the party. Oregon. Not Oregon. Oregon's made it one. Nah, not a lie, Oregon. But, like... Back to my point, it's like Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State have made up 90% of the college football playoffs so far. That's not really creating continuity. That's kind of like pissing a lot of schools off, to be honest, that those teams are getting the upper hand. It's boring college football fans. We already we can predict the college football playoff for 2025 for crying out loud. Like it's the, getting to that point. The truth of the matter is
2: sports, like anything else, is a business. It's about money. Yeah. These- programs have more dough they can bring in more recruits because they win more better recruits because they win championships they win championships because they have can invest in better coaches and because they have better coaches they can build better players and then they have better equipment and it's better boosters to give
0: them a little Every, bit of cash
2: everything everything yeah. it's not just you know one thing here one thing there it's 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 everything right. they have better so if or right, okay, you you were a uh you know, top five recruit in in college football coming up right out of high school, and you got offers from Alabama, BYU, uh, you know, Texas A M and let's just pick a random team like Louisiana Tech. Who are you gonna go to? If you really care about football and you're willing to suffer and grace and, and embrace the, the brutal rugged practices day after day and you have that strong mentality and you have a strong hope that you're going to go pro and that's what you really want out of your life you're going to pick Alabama because it is your best chance of going there right mm-hmm. so really I will argue
0: this now more. with the 12 team playoff teams can now be like in their recruiting pitch hey all we got to do is win our conference and we get a shot at the national championship to like possibly go into Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama and going to the National. It opens up the door for recruiting like that because, you know, sometimes the recruits like to stay close to home. And, like, for example, if you're a from Dallas, Texas, and you're choosing between A&M and Alabama, you're going to go to Alabama. But if you have the chance to go to A&M and, like, with this 12-team playoff format because this opens the door for the Wisconsins of the world, for the Penn States of the world, for the Georges of the world – to for, be the able Oregon's. To, for the Well, it wouldn't have worked Honestly, this past is. year for Oregon. But, yes, you're right, for the Oregon's of the world. Like, it opens the door for those guys to go and get their shot. And and you bring up Oregon to where they wouldn't have made the playoff this past year because they weren't one of the six highest-ranked conference champions. The other two teams that were ranked higher were Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati. Lucy, so they wouldn't Justin even –
2: really hurt really hurt yeah no that was that was literally everything
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: being panay being on the sideline did not help at all so now you have a new quarterback and, and your left tackle is down
0: right so going back to this it brings more continuity to the sport more seats at the table less controversy more money because college football is going to be making a lot off of these playoff games and the bowl games are sick and tired of all of these opt-outs. You're going to eliminate the opt-outs by doing this. Like, Look, the dude, Cotton Bowl I, was so pissed off that uh, half of Florida's offense literally opted out of that Oklahoma game. So you're getting uh, – go ahead.
2: Uh, sorry. I'm going to say one more thing, then I'll, I'll be done, and Brandon obviously can go. I don't even believe in all these bowls. You really should have It's just time to kill national- the bowls. It's stupid. It's just dumb. You should have – maybe a few the Duke Mayo that you want to keep. Like, yeah, yeah, the Bass Pro Fishing uh, Bowl. <laughs> but they're even adding more stupid ones. They could obviously keep the national championship. You can keep the other ones, like the Rose Bowl and the Tostito Bowl, and there's, like, another Peach bowl. bowl and Sugar Bowl. And, like, that's it. Those are, like, the core, like, top bowls. But all this, like, Mayo Bowl and, like, raspberry ice cream bowl and like west you know sucks that football bowl and all whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. that's an <laughs> accusation that was not warranted at all so anyways
2: this is stupid like what are we watching there's these teams in here that we've never heard of and they're in a bowl and we're thinking this is these bowls are for championship caliber teams like that's what these should be about and we're trying to think like what mm-hmm. is the purpose of these bowls like that's what I think. Anytime I think of this is like, what is the purpose? What are we playing for? What are you deserving to play in a so-called bowl game? What does a bowl game mean?
0: Right. And imagine a playoff game on campus. So they're going to do these playoff game games on campus, and the national championship will obviously, obviously be at a neutral site. But imagine like getting another whiteout game with Penn State in the middle of December where Pennsylvania is snowing and Georgia comes into town. Like, that would be awesome. Same with, like, Ohio State hosting a a game in Columbus against, like, uh, let's say they're playing, like, Texas A&M or something like Mm -hmm. that, or Oklahoma
2: comes rolling in there. Yeah, we don't ever really see that often.
0: That would be amazing moments. And then also, you bring back the possibility of, like, Boise State and Oklahoma happening, where, like, all those players are playing in that game. Even Adrian Peterson played in that game. And, like, that crazy moment happened where Bo- Boise State pulled off the magnificent upset and everyone gets attached to Boise State, but then the story ended there. But with this scenario, if they go and beat like a Notre Dame in South Bend, then the story continues. They go to play Tuscaloosa, the number one seed, then they go to play in the National Championship, they win. Name, image, and likeness with that being passed will very much be in effect with this playoff because we will get kind of like a March Madness feel where we get attached to these teams and we would love them. And- Love these players. More is better in this opinion. They should do it this year. I know they can't con- contract-wise, but they should do 12 this year because this is a great format, in my opinion. While keeping the regular season uh, such format because that's been like, oh, you're diminishing the regular season of the importance of the games. No, you're kind of important, uh, bringing importance to the other games. Like LSU-Alabama is still going to matter. Michigan-Ohio State is still going to matter for Ohio State's perspective. But Mm, like now, those games are never going anywhere. Auburn, Alabama. Those games are still going to mean a lot. But also, you're bringing meaning to like a game like Iowa, Iowa State. That could be for like the twelfth spot. That could be Mm -hmm. awesome too. Like we're watching everything now. Yeah. The the schools are happy. The players are happy. The conferences are going to be happy, and all of college football is going to be happy with this.
2: It's like they were almost listening to our podcast. You know, pretty much. this, This this literally took how long to happen? hudson came out
0: with an football, article much, about it yeah yeah it Brandon, what do you change. think about this this 12 team expansion for uh college football as being like a I casual think, college football fan
1: i think they are probably listening to our podcast which is not giving us credit for it <laughs> yeah come on call it the bench bro <laughs> give playoff
2: us cre- exactly um, give us credit
1: I don't think the Clemsons and the Alabamas and the Ohio States are necessarily going to be happy about it because usually it's it's the four teams and it's a pretty it's much a it's, a, it's a secured in for them at the end of every season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like it. I, I actually like it. It gives other teams like you guys were touching on an opportunity to be in the playoffs. Um, you could more of an opportunity to kind of maybe to see that Cinderella story of a a not so high highly ranked team beating an Alabama or an Ohio it makes it State interesting. or yeah or a Clemson yeah it makes it a lot more interesting. And again, just touching on your guys' points, it a little it eliminates some of those bogus bowl games like that nobody gives a shit about. So mm-hmm. I I, th- I think it a hundred percent. I it's one thing that college at that the, the NCAA has done that I agree with.
2: Look like I'm just putting it from perspective of a competitive. College football fan, right? Like, I want to watch competitive football when Ohio State plays Florida AM and it's 77 to zero. Okay, that's awesome. Like, that's great. We threw, you know, Justin Fields throws for six touchdowns. You know, uh, it's awesome. Great. Cool. But it, if it's that easy, there is no real hard competition going against a team that should be challenged almost every single week. So it, it's nice to see that if Ohio State, let's say, for example, makes the playoff, which they probably will. They will have to play harder for more games because there's more teams in the playoff now. If that's the case, or or like you said, Wes, if there's like a buy or whatever it is, I don't know too much about it yet. So I don't. Want yeah, to the top four teams
0: will get a buy. So like that's crucial because you'll be able to avoid. But you have to work game. hard for yeah. it,
2: though. You still have to work hard for it. Yeah, you know. So there's, there's still no relevancy to
0: getting a top four, four team.
2: Exactly. You still have to really work hard in the in the you know regulars season to secure that spot <laughs> or you're going to be playing you know a team in the playoff to even get
0: further up in the playoffs right we, you could have like we all know if this proposal goes through teams one through four aren't going to win every single time in the semi those teams aren't going to be in the semi-final every year we're going to have like a team that comes in from the top five or like the top 10 that goes to the national championship even the 12th seed is possible
2: I think what we're going to see now is teams becoming a little bit more competitive throughout the season to kind of get into playoff because they see, they, they can finally see, like, look, we have a chance. It's yeah. expanded to 12. We have a chance because the top four was whatever year, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and then another team, LSU or Notre Dame or whatever, right? Oklahoma, Georgia, whatever. Now we have 12 spots. We have a legitimate chance of getting to the national championship off this Like, that's huge for those teams. And it brings like continuity to the
0: sport. The college football out of every single sport in in the world right now, I can even throw in the English Premier League soccer and Euro soccer and stuff like that, and even rugby and stuff. College football has the worst postseason ever. It is terrible. Out of 130 teams, only four make it to battle for a national championship. Mm-hmm. And there's bias behind that. It's it's the worst structure It's heavy ever. bias.
2: It's heavy bias. And look, like I said, I'm a huge Ohio State fan. That is my team along with Ducks. But it's bias. If, yeah. if they're not deserving to get in, don't put them in. Because, you just, number one, you didn't deserve to get in that spot. Somebody else deserves to be in that spot. And you know, and number two, it's like you're just giving them an easy way in. When you know, simply put, I'm gonna pretty much repeat: is you didn't work hard enough for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no struggle. There was just they kind of cake walking throughout the regular season, securing a good record. You know, which which means nothing. That, we can. Dude, we could take a podcast just for the ranking system. Yeah, we could. Football. Seriously, that, we cause do. I, that is how much it actually annoys me. Like, I love hockey mm-hmm. too. Like You guys know that. You guys love your football, baseball, basketball, and all that. But that this college football is just kind of it's. I don't know. I don't, I, I just even working with the ducks and whatnot. You you see. You know, I don't know. I just don't.
0: You see the dark you, side of the force. You want you want true
2: fairness and and you know. It's, you just see it on TV, you know, like mm-hmm. four teams make it
0: come on. It's ridiculous, but we'll keep this story uh, updated as it goes along. Hopefully it gets uh, approved and hopefully college football kind of implements this sooner than later. Cause like they're kind of uh, the rumor has been like, this won't be in effect till 2023, but let's hope that it, that it comes out uh, in 2021 this year. Maybe not, but maybe next year, too. So wouldn't that Mm -hmm. be amazing? I think that would be such a good thing for college football. It would make the sport exciting, bring Mm -hmm. relevancy back. So, all right, um, going around other sports topics, um, Jacob DeGrom for the Mets has been, you know, we're not much of a uh, baseball kind of podcast. We're kind of, I would say. But this guy's got like a .5 ERA. Dude. (laughs) It's in, <laughs> it it is literally he's doing this it's that like has never it's never been done in the history of baseball which i think has been 150 years or something like that where he has more RBIs than given up runs like i think it's something to where it's like he's like batted in five runs compared to like only allowing four his ERA is 0.56 with 103 strikeouts
2: one okay hold on ERA 0.56.
0: That's incredible.
2: I don't understand. Every game this guy pitches, it's a win. hmm 103 strikeouts. And yet I he mean, still ranked seven in the, in the league with strikeouts.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, we look at this and we're like, oh, this is cute in April. This is the middle of June and he <laughs> has these stats. Like, we're, half, we're almost halfway through the season and he's doing this insane stuff. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I think it's the it's the fastest that anyone has had um, strikeouts or whatever. I got to pull up the actual stat, but it kind of sucks that he's on the Mets. Like he is the league MVP by far right now. And it's I crazy. Mean,
2: he only gave up I think like it says here 26 hits, 7 runs. Um yeah, 7 runs. I don't, I don't see home runs it took, here.
0: But. Okay, so I have the stat in front of me. This is insane. Listen to this stat. It took Jacob deGrom 61 and two-thirds of an innings pitched to throw 100 Ks in a single season, which is the fastest since the mound was moved to its current distance in 1893.
2: <laughs> Baseball wasn't even around then, probably.
0: Baseball was just literally like a bunch of like people who just suckle down hot dogs and drink Bush Light afterwards and like that's literally what baseball was in 1893 just a couple of guys just getting together and putting a game together
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: seriously really was the really even the fact that you have an insane record before the world wars even happened like that's insane and yeah. you know the mets are the mets the nle's kind of stinks or whatever but like Jacob grom is just we got to appreciate him more and it kind of stinks to where baseball doesn't promote their players because I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, I won't even recognize Jacob DeGrom unless there's, like, a caption underneath of it. Yeah. But what he's doing is absolutely incredible. and He has to be worth it. He might be the greatest pitcher of all time.
2: I mean, that's, that's an incredible stat. I'll say that. Best pitcher of all time. You know, I'll go with that's an incredible yeah. Um, and
0: no. you know what's you know what the other bonker stat is with all those stats we just said? He, his record is six and two. Mm-hmm. That just goes the way that the Mets like just can't even when this guy is like playing in his absolute prime where we have never seen this before, the Mets still somehow lost those two games. Mm-hmm. So it's incredible. But um baseball's in full effect. I think the all-star break is coming in soon. Vladimir Guerrero is leading the league in home runs. His batting average is four, uh, uh, .344, which is third in the league. Otani's, like, right behind him with Acuna and Fernando Tatis. So baseball's kind of picking up. Even though I did mention earlier the Yankees think we're eight and a half games back now, just don't have any offense. I know, Philly fans, you guys have been taking us to the woodshed. But, um, yeah, other things is, like, uh, UFC uh, – UFC fight happened this weekend. Nate Diaz was an absolute animal. In round five, I don't know if you guys watched any of the fights, but Leon Edwards won it pretty convincingly. And then the fifth round, Nate Diaz, all bloody and everything, just kind of caught him looking. And Leon Edwards was kind of stumbling. And if it went on for another 10 seconds, Nate Diaz would have won. So it was an incredible UFC event. Israel Adesanya ended up winning his uh, defense against uh, Marvin Vertoni, who's the Italian. Um, not the Italian stallion though. He, he won, like he lost pretty handily. So, um, can't really think of anything else. I mean, we got college world series. That's going on crazy European world soccer going crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been heavy playoffs. Uh, LeBron is switching his number from 23 to six. What? Why? I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know with LeBron j- he's got space jam coming out too. I just don't know about that guy. I mean, is there a particular reason he came out and switched it to six?
1: No idea. Drake probably told him to. <laughs> Drake, Drake probably yeah. did tell him. Yeah, Drake was like, yo, dog,
0: six guy. And LeBron was like, ah, six guy. all right, all right, yeah. <laughs> They were hanging out together for Bronny Jr.'s, like, AAU championship game or something.
1: Yeah, like, and then Drake got in his head, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to change the number to six.
0: How intimidating, if you're on the opposing team and LeBron James and Drake just come through and are sitting courtside, like Anthony, for your cardboard cutouts, because you apparently have had LeBron James and Drake like at some point in your cardboard cutouts. Like, That's got to be intimidating just to see those two guys, and you're like 15 years old.
2: I had a, uh, I think it was Derek Jeter cardboard cutout. Didn't you oh, say you, you like what, crossed what up DK
0: Metcalf at one point? Oh, I
2: did, I did, I did. He can't. He he's got no uh, no chance against me.
0: No chance whatsoever. No chance. No chance. Uh, you guys uh think of anything else that was crazy happened that kind of caught your eye or whatever? The Pittsburgh Pirates are the most miserable team to watch in baseball. They don't even know how to pick up the baseball.
1: Oh, I thought the Yankees were. Yeah.
0: They're, they're getting there. <laughs> I thought the Yankees they're, were there. <laughs> they're in
2: progress.
0: So bad. Oh, another number change. Jalen Ramsey is changing his number from 20 to 5. Dude, that's
2: really random, too. But put this Vegas game on. This is insane right now, this, this atmosphere.
0: Is it the best atmosphere in sports, you think? Well, not in Dude, sports, it, or
2: like in hockey? Uh, it's hands down the best in hockey, and it may be top five in sports. National fans are probably
0: not going to be happy with your answer. Dude, it's insane.
2: Are you watching this? It's so Vegas. It's so extra.
0: Oh, yeah. Like glow sticks, Vegas.
2: drums, dancers, lights, hockey,
1: club, the castle. Club, club on the like, left wing, nightclub on it, the left wing.
0: It's like a club scene. Little John is like Smoke. a season ticket holder. I'm sure he is. Yeah,
2: John Taffer is too, probably.
0: John Taffer. Shut it down! Shut, Shut it down! That's not how you shoot a puck. Shut it down. Shut it down, this ice is unsanitary. Dude, John Taffer needs to be
2: <laughs> a head coach immediately. <laughs> oh, dude, he'd be so good. You're he'd going be out. like... No. no, you're going out.
0: <laughs> he'd be like Patrick... Uh, Patrick Waugh, where like his first head coaching uh, game, he tried to fight Bruce Boudreaux and like pushed the glass down.
1: <laughs> dude, John Taffer dude, would I be to that love, guy.
0: I, used I would to love, love the coaches.
1: I would love to see Taffer throwing
0: out technicals all night. <laughs> <laughs> he slashed them. What were you looking at? Dude, just him just yelling at a referee would be yeah. incredible.
2: Dude, do we, can we get, like, this – how do we get this going? Like, do we have to do some type of paperwork or something? Hope I think he, him, need, I think he needs
0: to be the next head coach for the Seattle Kraken, no? No, Vegas. He's a Vegas guy. Right, but, like, we got to get him in the league somehow. He's got to start somewhere. And then yeah. Vegas can fire their guy and just hire John Tappert. bring him
2: on. He needs a year experience, at least. Yeah,
0: just, just let him learn the ropes of the game and then, uh, like, a developmental <laughs> year. Exactly. John I mean, Taffer wouldn't last. Go to
2: the go to the Devils or the Rangers.
0: <laughs> well, the Rangers just hired a uh, Gallat to be their new head coach. Interesting. That just, yeah, that just came out today. Speaking of Vegas coaches, yeah, right. Interesting. We're on but, to uh, something here, boys. John Taffer would have last it? five minutes in a basketball game. As a coach? Yeah, he wouldn't. He'd Why? be like bitching cre- because of the fouls, the way the fouls I don't are called. You asked about that. Maybe he ejected off the first foul or like the <laughs> tip in. I, I, was a coach. I think we need to do a t- uh, petition. Like, would you like to see John Taffer as a head coach somewhere? Maybe no. I don't That's even
1: so- <laughs> want him as a coach. I just want to see him as a referee throwing out technicals in a basketball. Referee. Just the intensity. <laughs> Dude,
2: that,
1: the intensity of throwing I up the T. Oh my God! I would pay to watch sport, that.
2: Basketball ref would be good for him, I think, because he can't skate. Probably NFL is too much running. I think basketball would be good, especially with the shirt tucked in.
0: Dude, no. What about baseball? Umpire? Umpire. And oh, as a manager. A, oh, if a he manager. was in. Oh, oh dude.
2: Ball manager.
0: <laughs> yeah. Played umpire. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yes. Get out <laughs> of oh. here. <laughs> no, dude. A manager for the Yankees.
0: Just going and yelling at the ump like, you tell That's me sick. how to run this business. Yeah. But. Yeah, <laughs> this is why you're failing. You call three <laughs> strikes, and you don't even see any balls. They were pitched way outside the plate. This
1: is, this is it, why. Shut the, it down. Goes to first they base. They shut mean, the, the game the bag.
2: Yeah, shut the game down. He's gonna shut the lights <laughs> off, all fans in the stadium.
1: Yeah, that, their their record would be like twenty-seven, <laughs> and like I don't know, he, so random. He'd like, be a
0: perfect manager for the Phillies. That Philadelphia crowd would go absolutely berserk for that.
1: Bro, if Taffrin was a baseball manager, that (laughs) team would have so many – on their record, they would have a special box for –
2: postponed. An asterisk. Yeah, games postponed. 57. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's played 162
0: (laughs) games. They've only played 57 (laughs) of them.
2: They've only played 57 games. The rest all postponed. (laughs)
0: Shut it down.
2: Shut the game down. Like mid-game. Like
0: fifth fifth inning. Fifth
2: inning game down. Everyone that came to this game has to go home now. And
1: they all have to listen to him. It's got to shut
2: down. Yeah. And like literally, lights go off, stadium closes. Gates close, everybody goes home.
1: We're we're reopening tomorrow.
0: Just because of him. Like one guy did all this bullshit. I don't even think you make it to the fifth inning. I think you make it to, like, the third.
1: Pack your Yo, bags and get out. How do we How do we make a movie about this?
0: Dude, we need <laughs> this guy to get in this. I think we brought up a brilliant idea.
1: Oh, shit.
2: So funny.
0: I think baseball ma- – yeah, we totally hit it on the head. Baseball manager, you have to do that. Shut it down. That's it. Although, I feel like I in hockey –
1: This is why we're failing.
0: Because you're not calling any strikes. If
2: you had your eyes open, you would see it.
0: Shut (laughs) it down. I feel like in hockey, he would have one of his players go out and fight somebody and be like, you're a loser. If you don't go out and do this. He would be taking the sticks and snapping the sticks over his knee and just throwing shit. Just throwing them on the ice. Towels,
2: water bottles, Gatorade, pucks, everything.
0: Oh, and then they man, win the cup and good. he's just like, great job, guys. Yeah. Next season. Let's no, go. No,
2: he'd be really emotional about it. That was an amazing job. You guys worked <laughs> your ass off. As well. <laughs> like clapping and like loud and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that incredible.
2: Was that was great.
0: Who's oh, another coach that, that would be There's like that? Like of uh bullshit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I
2: remember talking to you, Wes, you're like, look. Look, we gotta do a pod, but we can also put some bullshit in there. It's okay. So, like, just make sure it's balanced.
1: Yeah. Oh, this one's balanced. This is about sports
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the perfect fit for John Taffer.
2: Yeah, we Who's need another to celebrity
0: guy? guy. That would be good. Yeah, that would be like John Taffer. I can't really think of one. Like yelling? I don't know anybody else like yells. Ray Guy bringing Town, Like, everyone would just have that crazy, like, spiky, blonde haircut. Oh,
2: God. Uh, Ferraro or
0: whatever, the the chef. Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. God, no.
1: He'd be a terrible coach. Yo, just chill, dude. Just chill, (laughs) dude. Just chill, dude.
0: Just relax, man. Just have fun, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Bring some flavor to your game, man. That's what you got to do. Just
1: have fun, dude. We're gonna look, dude. We're all going to Flavortown, all right. Let's just let's
0: just do this, all right. <laughs> he's a Flavortown he's a big three. time uh, he's a big time Suns fan and a big time Raiders fan, dude. That's so Snoop Dogg as a coach
2: and an NHL coach. Yo, get a get a line, get a line change. All right, good nah, job. Nah, he yeah, beat, Snoop Dogg used to be coach.
1: What? If Snoop Dogg was a head coach, the whole team would be stoned the whole time and <laughs> probably wouldn't win many games.
2: Like barely talking, like yo, let's get a change. Get a change. I feel like we it's talked like,
0: about Snoop Dogg being the USC coach at one point.
2: Come on, USA. look. Cause, look, cuz. Let's just fire this <fireless> up. <laughs> just chill, man. Just
1: just
0: chill. chill, chill. Up for the go. game, We're cause. good. We're good. We're good. Oh, Kevin Hart would be like a very animated coach. Oh yeah, oh, he man. Would be funny.
1: Nah, Kevin Hart couldn't be a coach because people would just laugh at him, regardless of what he was saying.
0: They'd be like, you're too short, dude.
2: Who cares? Jonah Hill, like in the Superbad.
0: Oh, Superbad Jonah. Not Jonah Hill. Superbad Jonah Hill. Yeah. Oh, (laughs)
2: my God, dude. It'd be crazy.
0: Maybe like Leonardo DiCaprio, like Wolf of Wall Street. Kind of guy. I don't know.
2: John Taffer's definitely the best. John Taffer would be number
0: one for sure. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else.
2: Dude, Canadians are coming out playing well. They are. There it is, Corey opportunity already.
0: Mm-hmm. Flurry's going to stay on his head, though. When it comes to these big moments, he, he comes through.
2: Yeah, he does. Nothing changes for him. He's just playing relaxed.
0: Oh, another good guy. Um, Kwame Brown would be a crazy coach. Because he would just make everyone on the team look like bitches. <laughs> just calling out everyone being like, yo, bro, you suck ass too. Like, uh, I don't know. Kobe would be an intense coach to play for if he was uh, a coach at one point. He'd be like, y'all are, aren't as good as me. Y'all stink. Just y'all are ass. <laughs> you guys are not waking up at 3.30. <laughs> That's kind of how Patrick Raw was with, uh, with the Colorado Avalanche when he went and retired, and then he became a head coach. You know what I'm talking about, Ant? When, um, when his first game, he literally fought a uh, Bruce Bedreau. Remember the old Anaheim coach and the Montreal Canadiens coach? He's kind of like a big heavyset kind of guy. He's bald. Who is this? Uh, Bruce Bedreau.
2: Sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, Patrick Waugh, the famous goaltender who, like, has, like, 50-game uh, lead in uh, playoff career wins as a goalie. It's insane. Huh. His first game, he, uh, there was like a, a fight at the end, and believe it or not, Corey Perry was chirping at him, and Patrick Raw was like, oh, fuck you, hey eh? Like, he was very, he's very French, <laughs> so like he had that funny accent yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, then, and then the um, – I forget. It was the Anaheim Ducks coach. He came over, started yelling at uh, P- uh, Patrick uh, Raw. And then Patrick Watt was like, Oh yeah, you want some of this fucker, huh? And he just pushes <laughs> the glass that's between the benches and it lands on Bruce Bedreau, like pushes the glass all the way over. I miss that old time hockey. Oh dude, it was insane. But uh all right, that's the podcast, huh? How about
2: <laughs> who you got for game one? Vegas or or Montreal?
0: I'll pick Vegas.
2: I think I may take Montreal for the first one. Yeah. For game. I mean, more, like yeah.
0: we I mean we already had an upset with the Islanders, but um Yeah, I'm gonna take I think Montreal. Vegas kind of starts slow at times and then they just pick it up in the second to third period.
2: Mm. I do agree with that. I go Montreal by one goal tonight.
0: But premise of this Suns and four. Suns and foe. Sons and foe. Suns and foe. Sons and foe, boys. Man, that Sun guy needs to be on the bench immediately. He needs to sign a contract with the Suns.
1: Oh, Lord. Hey, he, amazing. Joel
0: Embiid control him, and then the Suns can be like, all right, dude, go out on the court and just fight this guy. Go out <laughs> and fight, fight Joel Embiid. <laughs> this guy
2: deserves to be fist fought. I, <laughs> I
0: can't
2: he, he's see like Joel the basketball
0: Embiid. goon. <laughs> I can't see Joel Embiid losing that fight, though. I won't either, but, like, dude, all you got to do is just pull the jersey over Joel Embiid's head and just do the uppercuts. Good old-fashioned hockey-style fighting. Yeah. So that's how that's how he kicked those punk fans. And the fact that he didn't get ejected is such a power move. It's
2: Yo, how is Vegas' uh, penalty kill?
0: I, I think they're all right because
2: they look really good right now. Yeah, like they're protecting Canadians that. Canadians are having a hard time cycling the puck.
0: Yeah, they pre- they got really good uh, killers out there. I mean, Stone's a really good penalty killer with McNabb out there. And I, is that Petrangelo out there? I can't really tell. Oh, well, whatever. Shea you Weber. guys have anything else? Nah, boys. Good. That's good. it. Should I put John Taffer in the thumbnail of this? Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. You that honestly, was the best part. People are going to look they and should. be like, what the hell should are you talking Taffer about this week?
1: Bro? Yeah, well, that's just going to make them listen then. They're
2: going to be like, what the hell? I, I <laughs> Dude, this. you should. You should, honestly.
0: John Taffer has become the new manager of the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> oh, man. No NASCAR?
2: Nah, boy. I don't think no. there was any. I don't think there was any, actually. What? Let me see. Brandon,
0: we got we to, like, uh, I think we need to have an intervention with Ant. He's been slacking on this NASCAR stuff. Yeah. Wasn't there a race in
1: Delaware?
0: Um, What day are we talking? Hold on a second here.
1: Pretty sure it was Saturday, my friend.
0: The date is uh, June 14th.
2: No. Wait, Sunday? Sunday? Was it Sunday? Sunday?
1: Saturday? I don't know. I don't know, dude. You're a NASCAR guy.
2: The 13th yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, NASCAR Cup Series in Fort Worth, so Texas Motor Speedway. Kyle Larson first place, Brad Keselowski second, Chase Elliott third, Joe Logano fourth, and Ryan Blaney fifth. So pretty random uh, grouping there. That's Dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm be honest, I, I really was slacking with this uh, whole. Uh, oh you know, no, NASCAR. it's bad. I know
0: we might have to drop Trailerville entirely. We're gonna have to sell the farm. Yeah, it's bad. I messed up. uh, One more week and then Trailerville goes under foreclosure.
2: No, you can't sell the farm.
0: You got to. It's out of business. No. Oh, no.
2: Never, never.
0: What are we possibly going to talk about with no Trailerville?
2: Can Tony
0: Stewart be the new general manager?
2: (laughs) Oh, it'll it'll be.
0: It'll pick back up, boys. Yeah, John Taffer it can't will. be. uh Yeah, he can't argue in NASCAR, so that'd be a worthless sport to pick. John
2: Taffer argue NASCAR.
0: That guy was totally in front of him. You did not see that. He wrecked us. <laughs>
1: Shut get the out race of, down get out Shut of the, the car, racetrack Get out, out of now. the car I'm driving Get he like, out of the car He like walks onto yeah. the track while they're going And he throws the tire
2: <laughs> Oh my god Did you tell He him, walks onto the track He tells him get out of the car I'm driving To the racer <laughs> Oh my god
1: Dude the endless bullshit with him being a coach Or something
2: That's too, <laughs> That really is just too funny Get out of the car! I'm driving this thing,
0: me. (laughs) While they're zooming by, he just chucks a freaking tire at him. He's like, "This is worthless."
2: Unbelievable, dude! That's way too funny.
1: I'm gonna be laughing about that bullshit in my sleep. We're gonna, we're gonna have dreams
0: about this and come up with like ridiculous, like, like a horse jockey. <laughs> Let's get it going.
1: Get it going. Get it going. Wake <laughs> up. Wake <laughs> up.
0: He owns a horse too, if I'm not mistaken. Look I'm at Flurry getting in me. the middle of this scrum, huh? Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, buddy. Uh, the goalie's ready to go, hey? Eh? He's better. Or...
2: Petrangelo getting you know a little rough and
0: over there. And a little Gallagher too, huh? Uh, Gallagher is an ugly buddy man. man. Yeah. Holy shit. What a freaking hit. Okay, well, guys, that is all the time we have for the John Taffer Sweepstakes Podcast. If you have a great – (laughs) uh, you think you have a best spot for him to go, for instance, what sport will he be best? Let us know down below. We're we're very curious to see the answers. But anyway – that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us. Give us a, give us a follow and uh, like us on Facebook and Twitter uh, at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at benchbros, and follow our website, benchbrosports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. So, again, thank you for listening. Give us five stars. Tell everyone about this podcast. Tell John Taffer. Tell your grandmother. Tell your best friends. Tell everybody that the Bench Sports Podcast is the best place to listen to all the fun and entertaining stuff in the world of sports. So, guys, that's all the time we have for today. Last thoughts?
2: No, sir. Good job on the pod, boys. Everybody have a good week. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Enjoy it. Be safe. Do the right thing.
0: That's it. That's all I got. That's I it on John, this John Taffer. <laughs> I hope
1: John Taffer hears this. I really do.
2: <laughs> We'd love to bring you on, John, if you're listening to this.
0: That would be an electrifying uh, interview. And, oh, and you can let us know if our
2: podcast is failing. We
0: won't, even ask, we won't even ask about, like, the restaurant business or anything else. We would be like, hey, so if this situation happened in baseball, how, would, how fast would he's you be to react guy. to yeah, this Well, down? he's a hockey
2: guy. Oh, Yeah.
0: be like, John, would you at one point, if you were uh, a manager for a hockey team, would you want to throw on the lace and just uh, go out there and fight somebody for a call?
2: Gallagher looks like he's 55 years old.
0: Dude, I just said he's like a very ugly man.
2: Okay, not even about being ugly. He's like balding. He looks like he's like 60.
0: It looks like he's a 1980s player. Yeah,
2: that's literally what he looks like.
0: Comes out of retirement.
2: Dude, I love hockey. Everybody's just so unique in their own way. And so hideous.
0: Some really ugly hockey players out there, man.
2: (laughs) Some really interesting ones.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for real. He's 29, dude. He looks like he's literally 57. Oh, my God. Holy
2: shit, dude. That's unbelievable.
0: Dude, Patrick Kane looks old as hell, too.
2: Okay, Gallagher literally looks like he's fifty, like in his late 60s. like his late. 50s.
0: John Gallagher looks like he could be like John Taffer's uncle. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's that's a bit of yell. a leech. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is Anthony. That is Brandon. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week on the Bench Rose Sports Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this one. That's the show. We're out of here. Out of that,